Hello everybody, how are you? I'm alright, it's a Saturday. Um, it's lovely weather, lovely weather. Um, I'm looking out on a very, very sunny day. Um, and we've got some friends down from London, London. Um, and they've come down with their two kids, Emmy and Ben. And they brought their tent down. They've just gone for a walk down to the sea. They're going to jump in. Um, Oscar and Ruby and Herbie have gone down. And I thought it would be a great time to do the podcast um, while they've gone down. Um, yeah, I'm exhausted. So, um, as much as I'd really like to go and swimming in, swimming in the sea... I thought it'd be a good time just to chill with you and do the podcast. Can you hear the wind going through the trees? Oh, it's just lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. So, where are we at? I'm just going to put my eyeglasses on. Oh, they're so filthy. I've got to clean them. I've been saying that for ages, haven't I? So, we're on Sonnet 112. Your love and pity doth the impression fill, which vulgar scandal stamped upon my brow. For what care I who calls me well or ill? So you, o'er green, my bad, my good allow. You are my all the world, and I must strive to know my shames and praises from your tongue. None else to me, nor I to none alive, that my stilled sense or changes right or wrong. In so profound abysm, I throw all care of other voices, that my adder's sense to critic and to flatterer stopped are. Mark how with my neglect I do dispense. You are so strongly in my purpose bred that all the world beside me thinks you are dead. So, let's have a look. Your love and pity doth the impression fill which vulgar scandal stamped upon my brow. Your love and pity make up for the damage popular opinion, this vulgar scandal, has done to my my reputation, since what do I care who calls me good or bad, as long as you gloss over, look at, overlook what's bad about me and acknowledge my good. You are my all the world, and I must strive to know my shames and praises from your tongue. You're the entire world to me, and I have to strive to learn what's good about me from what you say. None else to me, nor I to none alive, that my still sense or change is right or wrong. No one else matters to me, and I matter to no one else alive. In so profound abysm do I all care, throw all I care of other voices that my adder's sense to critic and to flatterer stopped are. Oh. 
Your opinion is so powerful with me that it determines what's right and what's wrong. Um, I care so little about what other people say that it's as if I threw their voices into a bottomless pit. Mark how with my neglect I do dispense. That's how deaf I am to their flattery and criticism. You are so strong in my purpose bred. Oh no, notice how I disregard the fact that the rest of the world neglects me. You are so strongly in my purpose bred that all the world besides me think you are dead. That all the world besides me. Oh yeah, yeah. Notice how um, I disregard. Uh, you matter me so much to the world that uh, you're dead to me. You're dead to the rest of the world. You matter so much to me that you're dead to the rest of the world. Yeah. So I've absorbed you, so the rest of the world thinks that you're dead. Mm, okay, so this is, you know, carrying on from Sonnet 11. It's basically a sort of another pity party about the situation he's got himself into. What is this vulgar scandal that he is talking about? Which vulgar scandal stamped upon my brow? So he needs love and pity for this vulgar scandal stamped upon his brow. Maybe it is this um, thing that he is recovering from that he has to take the vinegar for. Mm -hmm. For what care I who calls me well or ill? So you overgreen my bad or good allow. So overgreen... Overgreen is a Shakespearean invention. So that, you know, that you gloss over my overgreen, my bad. So you look over my bad. You gloss over what's bad about me. You make it fresh. Um, you are, so, yeah, you know, he's basically... Um, saying that all his other affections from going here and there, you know, from the swerve, has gone. He's back on course. Shakespeare is now saying that he's, what well, once again, totally devoted, utterly enthralled. Now, we know where this is heading, don't we? Because relationships are, like, um, elastic and... If they're not well suited, then the fair youth, you know, he's vain and, and he needs the, the, the chase, doesn't he? And so once he's got Shakespeare, is he, is he going to want Shakespeare? No, he's not going to want Shakespeare. And so once he's got Shakespeare, he's just going to lose interest. And so Shakespeare is now putting him back onto that pedestal. Um, but Shakespeare is nothing if not consistent in the fact 
that he is, you know, he's consistent in this misplaced idealization of the fair youth. You know, and he says, um, so I throw all care of other voices, um, and it's as if, uh, you know, that my adder sense to critique and to flatter stop it are, you know, and it's it's like that he throws them into a bottomless pit. He throws everybody else's advice into a bottomless pit, and he's just going to listen to the fair youth. Well, you know, if you're in a relationship and you just stop listening to everybody else and you walk away from your friends and you walk away from your family, it doesn't bode well. It's not good for you. If you know when you get yourself into a relationship, you've got to need you need your friends, you need your family in case it goes all wrong, don't you? So, you know, he's saying, um, your opinion is so powerful with me that it determines what's right and what's wrong. Well, that's like saying that I can't even think for myself. Crazy. It's crazy talk, I tell you. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, once again... Shakespeare, Shakespeare is a man of extremes. He's either um, saying to the fair youth, you are utterly wonderful and perfect, or nitpicking, isn't he? And saying, well... You know, he's finding fault in the fair youth, which isn't particularly helpful. So... It's not great. Can you predict what's going to happen here? Yes, I certainly can. Right, okay, so that is that one. Um, now, I found somebody that you might have seen on sort of an Instagram post, but you might not be aware of who she is. It's somebody called um, Rupee core I, I'm going to pronounce it I might have said that wrong um, and she is she's born in 1992 an Indian born poet okay um, uh, she's born yeah Canadian poet Indian born Canadian poet she's a poet illustrator and author she rose to fame on Instagram and Tumblr through sharing her short visual poetry she came to sort of like widespread popularity after her debut book *Milk and Honey*, published in uh, uh, 2014, went on to sell 2.5 million copies worldwide. She spent more than a year on the New York Times bestseller list, and uh, she was named on the BBC's 100 Women's List in 2017. Mm. She was born into a Sikh family in the uh, Punjab in India and she emigrated to Canada with her parents when she was four years old. 
Um, yeah. So she kind of does these really sort of wonderful line drawings. Um, which she says are sort of, it's an inspiration drawn from Sikh uh, scriptures. Um, they're very, very pretty, but um, her poems are sort of quite short in nature. They're not like epic in any way. Um, uh, but they're they're very sort of simple. Poems are very simple, but um, yeah, they're very kind of. Um, they can be quite hard hitting, and. Um, they get, they certainly get straight to the point. So, for example, um, I love this one. Um, uh, this one is called. I'm not exactly sure what this one is called. I'm trying to find out what this is called, but it's. To hate is but an easy, lazy thing. But to love takes strength. Everyone has, but not all are willing to practice. And I think that's a, you know, that's a, a really lovely way of sort of quickly summarising things. You know, it's like um, those pictures that you see of two um, kids, um, one's black and one's white, and, and, you know, they're hugging and whatever, or holding hands. And it's true, um, because you're... You know, you can see um, kids of of different colour or different skin colour playing, and um, and it wouldn't have entered their mind in any way that there would be no reason for them not to be friends. You know, we've seen that um, that YouTube thing of of the little boy chasing after his friend and it um, and it was just so deliciously lovely the little I think it was a little black boy chasing after his little white friend it was just great and you know racism is um, is a hatred of somebody who is not the same colour of you and, and sexism is, is a is a hatred of somebody who is not the same sex as you um, any kind of prejudice is a hatred of somebody who is different to you. Um, and it is something that is taught. It's not something that you're born with. It is something that you are taught. Um, you know, you, you aren't born with that hatred. Children are born with a curiosity
and a desire to um, explore different things. Right, my lovelies, quite a quick one today, but it's not a you know epically long um, poem. Like I said, I'm, it's a really pretty drawing. So I, what I shall do is I shall um, make sure that I put the picture up as well of the the poem um, by Rupee. Right, um, I hope you're well. It's a really hot day, so I hope you're wearing um, sunscreen. Uh, so keep, stay in, keep safe. I'm gonna say that again. I want you to stay in, um, apart from your constitutionals, I want you to stay well, make sure to use sunscreen, and I want you to stay gorgeous. If there is anything that you want me to talk about, uh, any poems that you want me to read, do get in touch with me on karen.vanderhoven at turnerschools.com. Um, anybody I want to, you want me to say hi to, etc, etc, etc. And I hope you're all well, guys. You take care. And I shall speak to you tomorrow. Bye.